Good evening, fam. <laughs> this is Rabbit Hole Happy Hour. I'm Mallory. And I'm Ashley. And we are two bestest friends. We've known each other for like 15 years now. Yeah. And we've been talking about starting a podcast for a long ass time. And we're doing it. Yes, we are doing it and both kind of like, what the hell do we do? So bear with us. Um, So yes, so Rabbit Hole Happy Hour came to be because Mallory and I, now that we're full grown adult women, (laughs) (laughs) large marges, we, uh, we don't get to see each other as much as we like. So every month we'll like get together and get some drinks and we always have some kind of like crazy story to tell each other like we went down some rabbit hole on the internet and yeah. we usually do it over a couple cocktails so we're hoping we can uh, share these rabbit holes we go down with you guys yes and today we are drinking our go-to which is a manhattan yes cheers by the way oh cheers <laughs> and thank you to my husband for making these for us. Yeah. He's Thanks, now dudes. playing video games, so if you hear any like screaming in the background, <laughs> I'm not killing him. He's playing Call of Duty. Call of Duty! Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> so Mallory and I met, I think it was, was it 2006? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was 2006. I think it was at my ex-boyfriend's house. And I <laughs> I remember several people telling me, oh my God, you would be such good friends with Mallory. And I was just like, no, she's not going to like me. I had the exact same experience. The exact same. <laughs> oh because God. I thought you were so much cooler what? than me. What? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, no, no. And uh, God, I think they like set us up to me. Yeah, basically. Because... What were we playing? We were playing. I was playing a video game with my boyfriend at the time. Oh, what my was God. it? It was this. Um, it was kind of like a Tetris game, right? Yeah, I don't remember. Puyo what Puyo. It, was. it was something like we were obsessed with at the time. Maybe it wasn't that, but I remember we listened to the entire Madonna CD <laughs> that was out at the time twice. Oh my lord! <laughs> because we probably both just didn't know what to do, and we just kept playing, just sitting there like. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, so we just played this game, which, you know, really broke the ice so we could, you know, start talking and and Mm -hmm. we became the bestest of buds and... Yeah, we, I think eventually you lived on campus uh, where we went to school. Yeah, I was living on campus. Were you living on campus at the time too? um, Not when I met you, but then I moved on to campus later. So we were like walking distance and we'd always hang out and then... After that, we moved like into the same apartment complex, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was a shit show, but <laughs> really, really good times. I think we ate Mexican food for dinner like every day. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it was the El, El Rodeo or something down yeah. the street. Not that anybody knows what that is, but um, yeah. And then we moved in together actually in the same home. Yeah. In the same <laughs> town home. So yeah, we we have been like in very close quarters for a long time. So mm-hmm. it's it's hard growing up and not seeing each other like daily. Yeah. <laughs> so when we do, it's it's just a good time. It's a rip roaring good it, time. It's a good time. You know, <laughs> we just have a great time. 
So, so now we're adults. <laughs> and that brings us to today. Yes, and now here we are. <laughs> um, me, Ashley. This is Ashley speaking, if you don't know. Um, <laughs> so I am have just recently become a mom which is kind of like an identity crisis in itself, but it's amazing at the same time. I left my job probably about six months ago. I used to work for a very large flooring manufacturer in the marketing department doing like art direction, which I loved, but you know, COVID times, new baby, changes at work. I ended up leaving that and yeah, so I'm like kind of starting with this fresh slate so that's kind of where I'm at and I for a long time I actually worked in the dental field I was a dental assistant but almost five years ago I started working for a company that does cardiovascular implants human tissue so it's kind of complicated and crazy but my job is really morbid and it's Basically, I hear about death all day, every day is the easy way to put it. <laughs> but she's saving lives. like Yeah, because all of our donors are deceased, but their tissue goes... I mean, we use heart valves and veins, so they all go to help at least enhance, if not save, somebody else's life. That's really rewarding. It's cool. Yeah, it's definitely the most important job I've ever had. And it's super interesting. <laughs> you always have something interesting to talk about, so... Yeah, true. That's because you can die in any any way (laughs) ever. And that's why we drink. And that's why we have anxiety, you know. But Mallory has been withholding a story from me for (laughs) months because she's like, I'm not going to tell you this story until we start our podcast. Yep. And so here we are, and I am finally going to hear it. And I got one. I'm so excited to tell you. And even if you have heard this... I have extra information that you have not heard, so, because I'm creepy. (laughs) I am so excited. I, oh, I don't even know what it is. Okay, well, I'm about to reveal it to you. All right, here we go. I'm turning around my iPad. We have a slideshow. Oh my God. Oh my God, you really made a nice slideshow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This is the, uh, the rest are just pictures. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Did you Photoshop that? She has a beautiful image here just beautiful it's um just an image i pulled off the internet okay (laughs) are you ready yes i'm i'm so ready i'm sorry please forgive me thank you i love you (laughs) what (laughs) she's looking me in the eyes and she's like holding her hands together like she's praying what (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i'm telling you the story of mother god This is insane. It's something I've been obsessed with. Well, I, when I heard about it, I was obsessed with it for just, I mean, I did not come out of the rabbit hole for like two weeks. I feel like it was crazy, but (laughs) anyway, so let me start kind of at the beginning, just some background. So we're talking about a woman named Amy Carlson. The timeline is a little fuzzy here just because there's not good sources on what happened before the rest of the events but she lived in texas with her three kids and she was a manager at mcdonald's she had previously been married three times and it's been said or i've seen people say that she had previous abusive relationships and she struggled with alcohol addiction Mm -hmm. eventually 
she met a man online who called himself Amareth. That sounds like a red flag. It sounds like a huge red flag. <laughs> it's spelled A-M-E-R-I-T-H or A-M-A-R-I-T-H. I've seen it spelled both ways, so I'm not sure which way. Oh my God. He uses... He probably plays Dungeons and Dragons. No offense to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend. <laughs> no he's a little more special than that oh dear she okay so she met him online and she decides that she'd like to leave her job her kids and her home for the sky no how old are her kids do you know i don't know i don't know now i think they're adults do you know what part of texas she's from or was in no. Oh, no, I don't. Sorry. It's a big state, Mallory. You <laughs> this, blew it. <laughs> this, part, this part, I don't have a lot of details on, okay? That's okay. I have more details later. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I have I actually wrote here, Amareth was a really special and cool guy. And he founded a group called the, quote, Galactic Federation of Light. He later renamed it to the Galactic Free Press. So they changed names once. And he called himself father god oh my god super cool super cool to call yourself father god she's showing me pictures and he looks kind of like what's that guy in that west virginia wild wonderful west of everyone the wild and wonderful whites of west virginia is that what it is jacob i don't know jesco jesco yes he he kind of looks like a jesco white character like very yeah hillbilly looking (laughs) he actually looks like one of the maintenance men at work (laughs) (laughs) oh dear so anyways, <laughs> they were together, you know, like romantically. And so he ended up manipulating Amy into thinking she was mother God. So he was father God. She was mother God. So she's left her children at this point. She's moved in with him. She's mother God. He's father God. And they're all a part of the Galactic Federation of Light. They have like a little commune type thing too. It's like a few followers and stuff. So they lived together for a while. I don't know if it's unfortunately or fortunately. He's actually not a huge part of the picture. So Amy ended up making claims that he started becoming abusive towards her. And other people were saying that he actually was in a relationship with a younger woman and that Amy was blowing things out of proportion or whatever. In any case, Amy ended up leaving with one of the people that was in the group. His name was Michael. His name is actually Miguel, but he goes by Michael. So I'm going to call him Michael. There's a video. They posted videos all the time, too. Just, like, of them blessing the earth or whatever the fuck. Uh, she posted a video on their their channel where she was in a car leaving with Michael saying that they had triggered the event. I, like, went through and looked at, like, surrounding videos to see what the fuck the event could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as I could tell. The event is her just leaving, and she's just making it a bigger deal than it actually is. So they have a YouTube channel. They have a YouTube channel, Okay, yeah. And they're still there, like from a million years ago. Well, I know what I'm doing next week. Yeah. <laughs> this is why. I Because they're so well documented. Oh my god, like, that's I the best. Obsessed. That's why the Gabby Petito case was so yes. like intriguing, because it was they their lives were so well documented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what the hell the event is. Um, She said that they were ushering in a shift. And the shift was her leaving his ass, I guess. But whatever. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, So Amy and Michael ended up in a town called Crestone, Colorado. It's in Sawatch County. 
and then they had i guess like 15 to 20 members of that group like came with them and they called them the first contact ground team what <laughs> yeah i cannot believe 15 to 20 people came with them i know right that's insane i don't think i know 15 to 20 yeah no, same. i don't know <laughs> same here <laughs> i have no clue Oops. um <laughs> So Michael, just as a side note, he would later, because this becomes important a little bit later, he was like the sole owner of the house that they lived in there. He controlled the finances and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So Amy left Father God, right? So now she's got to find a new Father God. (laughs) Michael. It's not Michael. (laughs) I couldn't find any evidence that they were like together or anything. Oh, they just left together. They just left together. Yeah. So Amy found a new father god in 2014. His name was Andrew. He stayed in the group for about 10 months total, but ended up leaving because somehow after 10 whole months, he realized that he had made a huge mistake. (laughs) So I'm looking at this picture Mallory's showing me, and Michael looks to be in high school. That's, I know, he looks so young. Like, and she looks maybe in her 30s or so. At this point, probably late 30s. Late 30s. She's wearing this like necklace on her head. It's literally a necklace. It's literally a (laughs) necklace that she put on her, around her head to make it look like some kind of almost Princess Jasmine type tiara. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what it looks like. I mean, it's, but what I'm thinking of is like the jewelry that you would go and find at Belk that your mom would buy. Yes, (laughs) yes. She yeah. also looks batshit insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, she is. Okay, good. So, get ready. Buckle up. Okay, so Andrew ends up leaving. He's no longer Father God. So we've got a, a hole for Father God now. We don't okay. have a, another Father God. December 2015, there's a video posted that shows Amy and a man named RJ on a beach in what seems to be a wedding ceremony. Never confirmed that they were actually married, though. Some people have called it a New Age wedding ceremony, whatever the difference is. I have no clue. But RJ was never named Father God. He was only a twin flame, which (laughs) means two bodies sharing the same soul. (laughs) I mean... So... What? Yeah. (laughs) But he never got the actual title Father God. Okay. So in March of 2016... Amy dubs a new father god named Jonah. In a video that was posted, he is shown supposedly summoning Lucifer, which is the picture that I have shown for Ashley right now. This is him summoning Lucifer. She's lighting some sage. He seems to be dancing or something. Yeah, it just looks like he's they're in a ho- They're in a dingy hotel room. Yeah. And then later she posts a video of her dressed as Belle from Beauty and the Beast. And she is proclaiming herself and Jonah as king and queen of the planet in this video. So RJ, he didn't disappear. He's still with us. Um, (laughs) He he put out a video in 2016 that declared that the website of the group had been stolen, as well as a total of $70,000 that had been stolen. And he's accusing Andrew, the second father god, and... Amareth, the first father god, of stealing the money. <laughs> stealing the money from the cult they have? Or? Yeah, yeah. Can I just explain what's going on in this photo you're showing me right now? Yes, please. So it's RJ. 
He's a black man with a shirt with Chinese symbols on it, a tiger. But on the table, he has so many like TJ Maxx tchotchkes (laughs) and a bowl of fruit. And it's like the biggest TJ Maxx shopping spree behind him as well. Yeah, it is. It's just like super odd. It's really weird. I don't even know where they are in this video. It seems different from the places that they usually are. So he accused Amrith and Andrew of stealing the money. And they were actually, they put out this video because they're asking the members to donate what they could because they really needed to go to Mount Shasta in California to do a divine marriage ceremony. Mount Shasta is significant to them because the group believes that Amy was the queen of the lost continent of Lemuria, which was a hypothesized continent proposed in 1864 by some zoologist that was supposed to have sunk beneath the Indian Ocean. But now they think that the Lemurians live in Mount Shasta in California. (laughs) From they came from the Indian Ocean to the Atlantis type thing. Come to these conclusions. I don't either. I don't either. And this is just I've never heard of of any of this. Like I've never heard of any of this. This is insane. (laughs) The group, you know, it was previously called the Galactic Free Press. It's now they the first time that they actually call it Love Has Won is the new name. Love has won. The first time we hear of it being changed is in May of 2016. And just a fun fact I threw in here is Michael, meanwhile, is claiming that Mother God has healed his stage four lung cancer. Hmm. Yeah. Is he still in the cult? Or what? what? I'll get there. Okay. Okay, so we're moving on to the next Father God. (laughs) Oh, this is, I'm showing her the Love Has Won website. They have a website. It's got Amy looking like a hippie, I guess, on the front page. Mm-hmm. It says, learn how to live a happy and enlightened life. And they call her mom a lot. Hmm. Okay, so we got another father god. His name is John. I have no idea what happened to Jonah. No clue. Couldn't figure it out. But John actually does not hold the title for very long. Amy ends up demoting him to father of the multiverse. <laughs> because she met a man named Jason Castillo. And she wanted him to be the next father god how is she meeting these people do you know i don't know how she met jason no i'm i'm not sure people is it like well the first guy andrew came because he wanted to be a follower and he didn't know he said in one of the interviews that he gave that he thought he was just going to be a guy in the background and instead amy like latched onto him and he became father god wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's crazy so this guy father of the multiverse now (laughs) Now we've got Jason Castillo. He is the most recent incarnation of Father God. But I saw somewhere that it said that he's believed to be the sixth man to hold the Father God title, but I could only find three so before him. So I have no I have no idea. But he's Father God and he's also a twin flame. So he's like super extra special. Mm. He's actually like super cool because he has child neglect charges and DUI charges and allegations of sexual assault of other love has one members so he's just like a really nice and super cool guy i'm sure he's just misunderstood mallory (laughs) probably (laughs) this cult just as a basic gloss over they take things from every religion that 
has existed. They just steal stuff from other religions. That's it. They proclaim that Amy was a divine 19 billion year old being who had birthed all of creation. Amy claimed that she'd been reincarnated 534 times, including, and, and she's always somebody like important, Jesus, Joan of Arc, Marilyn Monroe, Pocahontas, Queen Elizabeth I, Harriet Tubman, and Cleopatra. What the hell? <laughs> she was all of those people. Her purpose was to lead 144,000 people into a mystical fifth dimension. Oh, they also adopted the QAnon conspiracy theory. They are like huge anti-vaxxers, huge Trump supporters. Oh, no. Yeah. Amy actually said that Donald Trump was her father in a past life, which I don't know how that works because <laughs> the past life would be before he was probably born or something, but yeah. whatever. She also, she had like an obsession with famous people. She said that she spoke to the spirit of Robin Williams the day that he died. She, who she claims is actually the archangel Zadkiel. <laughs> don't bring Robin Williams into this lady. I'm like, don't. Fuck with Robin. Don't drag him into your nightmare. <laughs> so crazy. So she claims that he appeared in her bedroom 20 minutes after he died, and he has not left her since. He is a part of what she calls the Galactic A-Team, who, which includes Christopher Reeves, Leonard Nimoy, Patrick Swayze, and John Lennon. And is Robin Patrick Williams. Patrick Swayze dead? Yeah. Oh, I just imagine Robin Williams dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire in this. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) They also believe the world was run by a cabal, which is determined to keep the planet in a low vibration three-dimensional Earth as opposed to the five-dimensional Earth that she wants to go to. They think that the cabal doesn't have souls. They uh, have somehow, I'm sure they did extensive research on this one. Um, They're headquartered in Miami, the cabal is. Um, And they also eat children, so... That's pretty cool. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, who eats children? The cabal. (laughs) And what's the cabal? The cabal is um, who is determined to keep the planet in a low vibration three-dimensional state. Okay. As opposed to the fifth dimensional state that she would like to be in. So they're evil. They think the cabal is evil. And they're headquartered in Miami somehow. They figured that one out. No clue. (laughs) So, yeah, basically, she's Amy's purpose is to raise the vibrations of the Earth so that the 144,000 people can ascend to the fifth dimension. And then what happens to the rest of the population, you might be asking? Well, they get recycled into the galactic central sun. So you just get thrown into the sun. <laughs> this so. is why we need free health care. <laughs> we need more mental health God. like yes. resources here yes. this is just that oh my god yes. i just hope she hasn't committed some kind of unspeakable crime oh my god well let me keep going <laughs> so there's a lot of abuse allegations for the cult she in particular was just fucking crazy she had abused a cat and then she like locked a child in a closet for a long time because oh, they were no. crying yeah and it was one of her members like kid oh my god yeah it's crazy um, so ex-members accused the group of physical and physical abuse and sleep deprivation <laughs> the picture that i just pulled up is her screaming with and, a moscow mule mug of some kind oh something. yeah it is a moscow mule mug <laughs> oh my god Ugh. well she probably was drinking moscow mule 
because she also was like a severe alcoholic. So the Sawatch County Sheriff's Office reported that they had received many complaints about the group from, from families about brainwashing and fraud. In May of 2020, actually, they found a member of the group that was wandering around the wilderness disoriented, naked, and dehydrated after being described by the group as lacking the right energy and being on the wrong side of the mountain, which is their phrase for not doing what you're supposed to do, I guess. So yeah, she was very verbally abusive and very neurotic. There are some rules that I want to tell you about because they're ridiculous. They're only supposed to eat a meal to a meal and a half a day. They don't believe that you need much food if you are in, quote, right action, which is what you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And they believe that they're transitioning out of needing food or sleep. No drugs or alcohol, except for Amy and Jason, mother and father God. <laughs> Apparently, it's okay for them to do it because alcohol is organic and marijuana is organic. So that's their excuse. But nobody else can do it. Just them. Wow. Only two to five hours of sleep allowed. They would wake you up. Oh, my God. Yeah. They would wake you up. And there was a video that I saw. It was actually Jason. Jason had, like, a vendetta against Father of the Multiverse, who was the guy before him. Yeah. That was Father God. And you could tell that he just had been sleeping for not that long. He was so disoriented. He was like, are you going to get up and serve God, son? Are you going to get up and serve God? Everybody else is up. And he was just like, Ugh. Oh my God. <laughs> it's horrible. That's so bad. So, so abusive. Yeah. This one is weird. Men must pee sitting down. They have to pee sitting down because they have to honor the feminine. Because God is a woman. Mother God. Like they honor like the divine feminine. Like that's their, it's one of their things. So they, they honor her by peeing sitting down correct that is like the (laughs) lamest way to honor her yeah (laughs) so dumb none of the members are allowed to have relationships or have sex unless they are assigned a twin flame nobody can have any personal money or belongings when you come into the cult then you you have to give all of your stuff over to them in the beginning this part is so ridiculous amy had a food fund and a game fund that she would have people give money to. The game fund was so she could play games on her phone. Like Candy Crush? Probably. (laughs) Like Candy Crush. They go as far as saying that playing games on her phone is a way that she is defeating the cabal. So she's she's defeating the cabal, and they believe the shit. They believe it. Oh my god. Sounds... I'm crushing candies and defeating the cabal. Like, what is that? That sounds like some kind of fever dream. Yeah, it does. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also can't use terms like think and remember. Um, instead of think, they have to use the word feel. And instead of remember, they have to use the word reheart. So I reheart when I took a fat dump yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> As with any cult, they're encouraged to cut ties with friends and family, and then they would wear certain colors on days of the week because of the chakras and whatever. Did they wear pink on Wednesday? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) They actually made it on Dr. Phil. (laughs) Not surprised. Yeah. (laughs) This was in September of 2020. 
They were confronted about the claims of abuse, which, of course, they denied the whole thing. There's also recordings of the group that show them making anti-Semitic and racist remarks. One of the members, she said on a daily live stream, they do daily live stream things. They're still doing videos. Do you watch it every day? No. (laughs) (laughs) I did for that two-week period, though. I I swear to you, I was in those fucking live streams, like, every day. Oh, my God. But uh, she said... It's like Hitler knew the truth. Hitler was trying to stop them. And then she said that, yeah, referring to Jewish people. And then she thought that Jewish people became bankers because they they wanted everyone else to do the hard labor. She literally, that's literally what she said, a quote out of her mouth. So, daily live streams. That is why I started with that prayer in the beginning, because every live stream, they start their live stream (laughs) with that prayer. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. This is something they've also appropriated from somewhere else. (laughs) What's it from? It's from Hawaiian culture. It's a, it's a prayer called uh, Ho'oponopono, but it's just extra creepy when they do it for some reason. Well, it... It sounds like they just killed someone. Yeah, it does. (laughs) So they do those daily live streams to get more members, get donations, promote their merchandise, which consists of plasma healing sprays, colloidal silver, and other metals, and plasma generating technology, which looks like garbage in a resin mold. Oh my god. It's the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. And... This is a quote from the product page for this this resin ball. It's a pyramid with just fucking dookie in it. It just looks like <laughs> shit. She's showing me a picture of like a pyramid resin with like volleyballs inside and maybe a crystal. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like pure shit garbage artwork. It just looks like but... trash they threw in a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these generators can be used in your home or any other room or house. It can also be placed by the bedside during rest for extra healing. These generators were created using the first 13D plasma on the planet. A plasma generator will positively influence all energy it interacts with. It is most responsive with the power of your intent. It is the bridge between the etheric realm and physicality and creates a Merkaba field Googled it. Not a real thing. Don't know what the fuck it is. Something to do with numerology or whatever. Um, Merkaba field of pure source energy. So this thing, by the way, costs $444.44. My God. They also do something called etheric surgery, which is that costs $88.88. Way less than a fucking pyramid. (laughs) (laughs) And it's nothing that you would go in for. They call you beforehand and say, hey, this is your pre-op call. They kind of ask you, I guess they ask you questions. I don't know. But then they do the surgery on their own time and then they call you after it's over to give you the results. So what surgery, like what do they do? Some kind of hoodoo. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God. I hope they don't like cut people open. It's a scam. No, no. There's no, well, other people. Because you're not present for it. You're just oh, like it's just living like over your life. the phone. Well, they call you before and after and that's it. They call you before. Oh, it's like a maybe like a prayer they do or yeah, something. Yeah, I think like so. A, like a mental surgery. Yes, I okay. think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that's some of the ridiculous stuff that they have for sale. So just a little bit of background before 
I get to the next part. <laughs> Throughout this whole time, probably like 2014 to 2020, they traveled between Colorado, Oregon, California, and Florida. Oh, sorry, that was all before 2018. Then they moved to Moffitt, Colorado. So they ended up in Colorado. Uh, for like two seconds, they moved to the island of Kauai in Hawaii. Amy slipped up big time, though, because she proclaimed that she was the Hawaiian goddess Pele, and Hawaiian people were having none of it. <laughs> Good. So there was a multi-day protest that ensued. The protesters were lighting driftwood fires and chanting Hawaiian prayers around the rented property that they were staying in. Video footage actually showed eggs and rocks and stuff being thrown at the house, as well as like broken windows of the house and, and broken windows of the SUV that was parked on the driveway. The mayor of Kauai had to get involved and he negotiated the departure of the group from the island. They didn't go very far. <laughs> And they ended up, sorry, (laughs) they only flew to Maui as if the people of Maui would feel any differently about Amy proclaiming she was the goddess Pele. Do you know when this happened? Yeah, this was August 2020. 2020, wow. So a year ago. So they're like having to get COVID tests and shit to fly around. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, like they were doing some work to get from here to there that is so true and they had like a yeah because they're people. wearing masks in the picture here yeah yep yeah don't fuck with a like culture that is so like deeply rooted to a place you're just yeah. gonna get like read i don't know yeah so eventually in september they were convinced to fly back to colorado so they were only there for like a month kind of maybe so now we're in april 2021 well this is kind of before. Okay, so members started. <laughs> now you have to say why you're laughing. Okay, well, Mallory, she's showing me a little slideshow as she's going through, just so I can get a verb, like a, not a verbal, but a um, visual. Almost an audio. <laughs> My God. And she just tapped to the next image, and it's a man wrapped in a blanket. I think it's a man. But they're wearing glasses and a big bow on their head. So it kind of reminds me of someone Abby dated. Oh my god, what? Abby is my sister, by the way. Yes, Abby is her sister. It kind of reminds me of a guy that Abby dated that is the brother of someone you dated. Oh. I don't know why. I guess the glasses. Yeah, maybe. I don't I don't know. Well, this <laughs> this is not a man. Oh. This is Amy. What? Yeah. She looks pretty rough, right? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the bow though. The bow is ridiculous, but that's everything else is ridiculous too. We can let a bow slide, I guess. Anyways, the members started to express in their daily live streams that her quote vessel was dying. Amy started to become visibly ill in the latter part of 2020. She became thinner, she looked more frail, and eventually she would become paralyzed and bedbound. Her skin turned a bluish hue, and that was due to the overconsumption of colloidal silver, which they made. (laughs) Sorry, I'm showing her pictures of her turning blue. (laughs) Oh my god, you guys. (laughs) 
not great. She looks sick, man. Yeah, this is her. I mean, she couldn't get around at this point. Uh, and we'll post some of these pictures too, by the way. Yeah, we just started an Instagram page. We will post some um, pertinent pictures there. So yeah. you can uh, reference those when we post the episode. Yeah. So the group actually, one of the members I, I heard on one of the videos, they hand make the colloidal silver out of scrap metal. What the fuck? So she is, how is she ingesting this? You just take, you like drink it. What? Yeah. For what? Like, did it's, you say? Some people do use it for stuff, but they don't over consume it. And it's, it's like a homeopathic thing, I think. Like a, like a naturopath type remedy or whatever. I don't use the stuff. It's, it seems like it would do nothing at all. But yeah, there's, I had seen it at some point. There was some other dude that went on, I don't know what kind of show it was, but he was like completely blue, like totally blue oh from and little silver. I don't know if this is normal for her, but like just looking at this picture, her thigh is the size of my upper arm. Yeah. She's a skeleton. She is extremely thin. Like yes. on her deathbed thin. Yeah. Very, very, very thin. Oh my god. She oh, just sorry. she just went to the next picture. What the No <laughs> She looks What is happening? So um on top of the damage from the colloidal silver, she was a severe alcoholic. And when you go into liver failure, you're not getting any nutrients. It's you just and I have um donors sometimes that are like this that they are like 90 pounds because their liver is shot from drinking so much. So I think that's what's going on with her too because she would just pound alcohol all the time. All day, every day. Oh my god. Yeah. She claimed to have cancer, but I'm, I could not substantiate that with anything. <laughs> to the members, Amy's vessel dying is not her dying at all. They believe that Amy, what she's doing, is ascending to the fifth dimension when her vessel dies. I'm sorry. This is a These pictures, they're just really bad right now. <laughs> she's showing me pictures of Amy, like, ascending to her fifth dimension or whatever. <laughs> she's, she's and she's she still, looks... She's alive there. So, just so ill. Like, her That's face like is gray. One. Yes. Her face is gray and she has no fat on her body. She's in some kind of like inflatable pool mm-hmm. with like an aerial boogie board of some kind. Ariel it, the mermaid. Yeah, Ariel the mermaid. Like this is just... And she has clip-on hair extensions that are like neon yellow and yeah. orange. Oh my God. Yeah. So the followers actually believed that she would take her body with her when she died. So on April 28th, so now we're in April 28th, 2021. Love Has One member Michael, the one that was with her from the beginning, contacted Colorado police. He claimed to have gotten home after a prolonged absence while people were staying in his house, which remember he owned the house, he, owned, he was the finance guy, everything, to find a dead woman inside. He also claimed when he tried to leave with his two-year-old son, the guests did not let him leave. But since there were claims of a presence of a body, the um, police were allowed to gain a search warrant and conduct a welfare check on Michael and his child. So body cam footage was released 
of the police search of the house where Amy was. I fucking love body cam footage. I know. Me too. So it shows them walking in. Uh, Jason, Father God, states that Mother is in rest. They walk to a bedroom to find Amy's mummified corpse wrapped in a sleeping bag with Christmas lights tied around her almost as if they had created a shrine. She's showing me pictures of this, by the way, because this is body cam footage. This is body cam footage. You can't see her, though. There has to be a Netflix series about this. I know. HBO's doing a documentary. Oh, my yeah. fucking HBO's doing God. One. Yeah. So her eyes were missing. Uh, her eyes were decorated with glitter. It was re- later revealed that they had used like essential oils and incense to keep the smell away. Okay. You can skip this one if you want. No, I want to see it. Okay. She has a graphic warning here for me. Yeah. I <clears throat> didn't want to expose you to it if you... <laughs> and it's not that bad, but it's, it's still... Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. You have to look for oh it. Oh my God. Oh no. You see it, right? Yeah, her okay. face. Yeah. What the She's literally a mummy. That's what a mummy looks like. What the fuck? Like, yeah. So all I can see from the picture is it looks like she's wrapped in blankets and a sleeping bag, but just her nose and her eyes are peeking out. She's blue. Her eyes look like they have glitter in them. Mm-hmm. It's an REI sleeping bag, by the way. Jeez. There's a dolphin up there. There's like a stuffed dolphin on top. And Christmas lights or Christmas like little lights, string lights like everywhere. flower Christmas lights all over. It mm. is disturbing to say the least yeah i've never seen anything like this before <laughs> holy guacamole <laughs> okay we'll move on that's the worst one so you're over it now <laughs> mm. um so aside from the corpse the police found uh seven adults and a 13 year old child in the house oh no yeah all seven adults were arrested on child abuse charges and that's just because the child was there in the house with a corpse oh my god oh poor baby i know they're charged with abuse of a corpse and one of the members was charged with uh false imprisonment because she tried to detain michael and there's a quote from the i guess it's the I don't know if it's an affidavit or what it is, but it says that she unlawfully, feloniously, and knowingly confined or detained Michael without the victim's consent and without proper legal authority. Further, the defendant used force or threat of force to confine or detain the victim, and she confined or detained the victim for 12 hours or more. Fortunately, the the kids, like, Michael had his two-year-old son, too, so they had just arrived there. But the kid was in there for 12 hours. Oh I mean, God. and then the 13-year-old kid. But they were found healthy. They were okay. Michael was actually allowed to leave in custody of his kid, but the teenager was placed in social services. So, before departing, though, Michael told the police that the body had been transported from California. They had been in the Mount Shasta area. So she had died in California. They drove her body back to Colorado. Correct. Yes. Ew. The coroner's analysis found that Amy had been dead for a few weeks. I don't know what they did to mummify her, but I guess whatever they were using kind of advanced that process. I don't really know. 
I don't really know. It's a quick Google search. Like, how to yeah, mummify. Yeah, I didn't look up mummification. <laughs> Should have done that. <laughs> they actually couldn't find an exact cause of death because of the state of her body. Now they're ordering like a metals test to see. I guess they're trying yeah. to see if the Probably like silver. liver failure. That, that's my thought. A- along with the colloidal silver crap. Yeah. Amy was 45 when she died. This is where I got into it hot and heavy. <laughs> oh, dear. So I started looking into this case about a week or two weeks after her body was found. I told you this before, but I heard Andrew Santino mention Mother God on his podcast. Who? Andrew Santino. Okay. I don't know. He's a comedian. Okay. I saw an article about the mummified corpse and I was like, oh, Mother God, that's what Andrew Santino said on his podcast. So I looked into it and then I got obsessed. I, after many hours of stalking and watching live streams, I found a member's Instagram page. I spent a lot of time sifting through the posts. I found a Skype chat invitation link. I. (laughs) Oh my God, Mallory. (laughs) I put it in, but it didn't work. I also had found like a Telegram. You know what Telegram is? Mm Mm-mm. It's I, it's like another type of chat thing. It's like an app. It's a social app thing. Okay. Did you already have it or did you download no, it? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I looked through there and I found another Skype link. It was actually the same Skype link, but it had different capitalizations of the letters. So I tried that one. It still didn't freaking work. So I played around with the stupid URL. This is how, like... Oh, my God. (laughs) I went in hard. Like, I played around with the, like, capitalization of the letters, and I finally fucking got it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. (laughs) When you broke in, were you just like, I am a hacker? I am a hacker. (laughs) (laughs) We're in, boys. Oh, my God. I seriously... It was, like, one of the most victorious moments of my life. Oh, my God. It was crazy. Just put that on your LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So my mission at that point was to go through the Skype and Telegram chats and I wanted to find out if I could pinpoint if they knew when she died. Because the coroner said that she had been dead for a few weeks and one of the people in the group had said that she had died not much earlier than the 28th, which was a load of BS. Because she was mummified, and mm-hmm. there's no fucking way. And, and I also knew this was about to be, you know, legal. <laughs> legal yeah. in the legal arena. <laughs> so anyway, I just like went through their history and read their chats and everything. I found a chat from March 26th, which they say mom is close. They found her body on the 28th of April. And they said she was a few weeks deceased by then, so... March 26th would have been a month out. They said she's on medicine. They asked for support for her medicine and her food fund. So I figured she's likely alive at this time. Maybe barely. The Skype chat is actually a chat that's intended for, well, they have like a radio station that they play music for people that are just like chatting in the Skype chat or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's titled Mother God's Joy Reigns Radio. On April 17th, 2021, I found a section of the chat where they were actually, it was almost like they were having a party. They were like, 
like yay mom's ascension mom's ascension Mm -hmm. and they were playing quote mom's final ascension playlist Mm -hmm. and they were saying things like how exciting let's push let's push from oh wait sorry they're saying like lift off mama yes bring it on angels yes (laughs) how exciting let's push it for mama yeah what like the they're hell? they're like super excited for like her to she's die. probably taking her last breaths listening to this playlist and they're just like live chatting it and they're just like yes let's do you it what? so fucked i know but at the end it was weird because at the end of this they didn't actually ever confirm whether she to these people whether she had ascended they probably saw it and they didn't have to some people so there were members there were actually members across the world not a ton but there were members across the world so some of these people are not members that were there okay i mean did they not have a video chat or something no they only do live streams in the morning and then once in the afternoon so they don't like and and amy was not seen on any of those since okay before she was like mobile (laughs) okay so they didn't they kind of just like petered out it was really weird so in the daily live streams the people that were there because the daily live streams were all people that were there with her and then they had some live streams that were from like new zealand or something but who cares the ones that were there with her i watched i'm telling you actually i watched so many of these they would give updates on mom like every day and would still just say, oh, just keep praying for her. She's so close to ascending. And this was even after this. So I was really confused for a while. I was like, what is going on? Because they finally came and said that she had ascended right before they found her body. So there actually, I, I was not the one that found this. I have to give credit to a Facebook group called Love is One Exposed. They found this um, in a live stream on March 24th, one of the members stumbles on her words and states mom's laughing up there or i mean down here <laughs> and she was one of the ones that was there um oh, man it would seem so that she, she may have died in march oh i think i put the wrong date. i think it's supposed to be april 24th i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be april 24th okay so she yeah <laughs> she may have passed april like late april so at least before the 24th okay she knew that she was dead and what she slipped What a dumbass up. mistake. I know, dude. Also, don't be stupid and keep a fucking body hidden. What the hell? Oh my, oh my God. So I went through their live streams trying to find anybody else slipping up. And this is what I found. There was a video posted on April 8th. And one of the members said, and mom, is she okay? The other person said, mom's in a stasis, which means she's not in pain. We pray she goes soon. So April 8th. Presumably, she's still alive. I have found a video on the 16th that... Okay, so this one is really weird because the guy... I can tell by his body language, he's so uncomfortable. So, it's a man and a woman. The woman says, mom is not good. And they say something about it being a physical ascension. Because remember, they thought that she was going to take her body with her. Mm -hmm. The guy says... And he's like, really like looks uncomfortable right now. And he says, the thing is, if we don't know what that's going to look like, then how can we have an expectation of, yes, that means physically ascending because it like contradicts itself because you don't know what it's going to look like, but you know what I mean? And the other girl goes, yep. And then on the 17th, so the very next day, 
Same two people on the live stream. They were just referencing mom still resting and fighting. That's what they said every day was she's resting and fighting. The same guy that was uncomfortable and said that thing the day before said, love is already won. She's already done it. So don't have any fear about what it's supposed to look like. I don't understand. Talking about ascending. Because he was confused the day before and was like, I don't know what it's going to look like when she ascends. Mm -hmm. And then the next day on the video, he's like, don't worry about what it's going to look like. She's already done it. Oh, okay. So she's, oh, okay. And guess what? The day that that video was posted is the same exact date of that ascension party on Skype that I found. Oh, shit. So I think she had some kind of like party with her corpse being decorated, maybe. I think they kind of just did that to make a shrine, too. But but I think that that's when she died. Yeah. I obviously have nothing solid to back that up, but that's my opinion, just because it kind of corresponds. Well, yeah. Well, why else would they be playing that music and saying right rise up mama yeah push it up to the yeah it's just crazy that they still kept everybody in the dark and was like oh she's still resting and fighting after the through all of april all of april it was crazy so when i went back and looked at all this stuff they so i slipped up i posted on reddit Oh. a comment about these two videos where I was like, I think I pinpointed when she, cause nobody knew when she died. I was like, I think I know when she died. Oh my <laughs> I, God. I referenced those videos and I went and looked on their YouTube channel cause I was going to take screenshots and they're gone. They're fucking gone. Oh my God. There's a gap those days. Do you think they read the Reddit? And they I like... know they read the Reddit because I had an argument with one of them on the Reddit. Oh my God. I had recognized one of their names from the Skype chat. Oh my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were like trying to defend them and everything. And I was like, I know you're a part of the stupid cult. So just shut the fuck wow. up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they took those videos down so i am really like wondering if they saw that and took them down after that because it's just those days that are gone it's just those days insane mallory you were the catalyst to this (laughs) mallory interfered with a cult death (laughs) thing and and ascension for the record i messaged one of the people on the subreddit that it's actually um, a sibling of the guy that was found in the wilderness that I Mm -hmm. talked about earlier. And they had been in touch with like the police and everything, but apparently the police in this situation are like bullshit. They are doing nothing. They always are. Yeah. So, but I gave her this information just FYI. So nobody thinks that I didn't just sit on it. The conclusion to this thing is pretty unsatisfying besides my satisfying stalking (laughs) yeah that had to be like super fulfilling yeah it was (laughs) like you found you i know i was like looking for gold and i found it found it you even got into the fucking like skype yeah i know that's insane i know i can't believe you didn't text me like what the fuck oh my god i was so consumed by it like seriously so consumed So you'll be very sad to hear that all charges were dropped in this case and all the records were sealed. I'm not surprised. They didn't give a reason. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, they didn't give a reason. And now the group is split into two. So one group followed the reigning father god, Jason Castillo, 
they call themselves Joy Reigns. And then the other group have organized themselves into a group called 5D Full Disclosure. What the hell? Hell yeah. It sounds like an ID special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so dumb. So, yeah, and just a cherry on top, Jason, Father God, had an arrest warrant for a failure to appear for a OWI, which is an operating while intoxicated, just uh, a couple months ago in Las Vegas. So he's doing good. <laughs> was he caught? I don't know, actually. He just had a now warrant. No, you say that. Yeah, it was a, a warrant. Yeah, I don't know. Well, get on it, Mallory. Detective I know. Mallory. I didn't. I didn't know already. Jeez, <laughs> Vegas. Oh, sketchy. Yeah. So, that is it. Oh my God, I had never heard of that ever. And for everyone listening, if this interests you, you have to look up these pictures. Oh uh, yeah, we'll post oh, some of them. But my yeah. God. <laughs> It's crazy. Well, hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break to give you a word from our sponsors, which is no, no one, one, a.k.a. I have to pee, K- yeah. BRB. And we're back. That was a <laughs> ride. A ride and a half. A ride and a half, Mouse. Oh, can I shout out some of my sponsors? sponsors oh my god what the <laughs> hell is wrong with me sources real quick yeah yeah your sources so i got stuff from the denver post the daily beast uh fox 21 news alamosa news and the independent and then of course the wikipedia page i want to especially shout out you guys need to watch this it's the youtube channel is called weird reads with emily louise she has an hour-long video that is super in-depth about this if you're like curious about any of it. And you can see Amy in her full glory raging out and going insane. It's incredible. She does such a good job. So go check that out. Weird Reads with Emily Louise. And then, of course, my last source is my own creepy ass. <laughs> I am so excited to just like dive in myself and like watch all the yes! shit. I cannot fucking wait. <laughs> great. I wish I could do it for the first time again. I know, it was, right? It was so thrilling. So thrilling. Oh, I'm jealous of you. <laughs> okay, Ashley here. I told <laughs> I told Mallory um, before I start my story, I wanted to do a little taste test on a beer my dad brought me. It is a wild leap birthday month their fourth birthday and it's called hop latte cold brew double ipa my dad knows i don't like an ipa but he knows i like me some cold brew and he claimed that it is more cold brew heavy so we will see father (laughs) um it's got an 8.3 percent alcohol content so this story is sure to be a good one. Yes. Cheers, right. Mel. Cheers. Let's try this out. Oh. It smells like an IPA. It does smell like an IPA. it tastes good. Yeah, it tastes really good, actually. I really like it. I do, too. <laughs> I do not like very bitter IPA, like, Yeah, beers. I'm not big on bitter. But this is not bitter. It's smooth. But it smelled like it was going to be bitter, right? Yes. It's like a golden color, too. So I was expecting it to be dark. Yeah, if it's cold brew. It's good. I don't really get coffee, but it's like smooth. I don't get coffee either, but yeah, it's 
definitely very smooth and very refreshing, might I say. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Joe Nathan. Okay, <laughs> Joe I Nathan. am going to start my story. So this story is a story I've like never heard before until just recently and initially caught my attention because it involves an actor who dated a major pop star. Oh. I really only found one good source for this information and it was an article in LA Magazine that was written by Billy Jensen. Oh my god. Yes. So Murder Squad. Yes. And how did he Jensen and Holes. Yes. Well, yes. So if that name sounds familiar to you, it's because he um, is a famous true crime journalist who had a huge hand in completing Michelle McNamara's number one bestselling book, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I didn't read it yet, but I watched the HBO special and I... Mm -hmm. Did you watch it? No. I loved it. It was so good. He also has a couple podcasts, Jensen and Holes Murder Squad and The First Degree. And The First Degree also has an episode dedicated to this topic I'm going to be talking about today. So let's begin. Let's begin. (laughs) So this story is about an up-and-coming star who had a tight-knit family by all accounts, a successful career, and he was said to be a very peaceful and charming human being. That's nice. Yeah, (laughs) but then things take a dark turn. Oh boy. Oh boy. So, several 911 calls come in with reports of a woman screaming and men fighting outside of a Los Feliz home. So Mm. Los Feliz, are you familiar with the area? Um, Well, I know it's in California and the L.A. area. Yes. (laughs) Um, It's a nice hillside neighborhood nestled in Hollywood, known for their gorgeous homes. Lots of Frank Lloyd Wright homes. Ooh, Um, nice. Yes, very, very bougie. But then uh, you have the whole, like, black cloud of some Manson murders that happened there. Ah. (laughs) That's probably where you've heard of it. But um, anyway, so this home is in Los Feliz. And police respond and arrive on the scene, and they almost immediately find a man laying face up in the driveway. Mm. He is only wearing pants and red shoes, and he has this blonde, scraggly hair. They get closer and see that the left side of his face is caved in. Oh my god. And his head has busted open. There's blood running down the driveway. Oh, God, I got chills. Oh. So they confirm that he's dead, and they move on into the home to investigate some some more. Everything seemed to be in order on the first floor, but when they reached the second floor, shit hit the fan. They were stepping over broken glass. They discover a rusty hammer with traces of blood. So they turn the corner. They enter a bathroom where they find... A bloody mess in the shower. Oh no! Oh my god. Okay, trigger warning. If you love kitties, just no. Just go forward thirty seconds. I can't okay. go forward I'm thirty sorry. seconds, <laughs> and I love kitties. All right, starting now. So yes, inside the shower, they find the homeowner's cat. No, she'd been decapitated. No, and, that, and it appears as if her skull was smashed. Oh my god. Probably from that rusty hammer they found. 
Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Did you do this to I'm me? I'm sorry. I, I know. I, I, it's okay. I'm like about to cry. I made you look at a dead body. You made so. me look at a dead body. And I'm also about to cry, so. <laughs> From there, they cross the hall and enter the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's blood on the walls, the table, and chair, and on the bed frame. And beside the bed, they find the body of an elderly woman. Oh, no. She had clearly suffered from blunt force trauma that the coroner states in quote, fractured her entire skull, obliterating the left side of her face, leaving her brain exposed. Oh my God. End quote. She appeared to be stabbed in the cheek four times with a mechanical pencil. What? Yeah, it was like four puncture wounds in her cheek. Really weird. Very small. And they found the mechanical pencil right beside her body. So that's where they... What, they thought. I that, mean, yeah, did they so think weird. that that was gonna do <laughs> any lethal damage? Like, what in it's the world? It's just odd, right? That's really weird. Really weird. Um, she had also been punched and strangled. The beating was so severe that the coroner suggests that she may have even been stomped on. Mm. So what the fuck? Oh my god! So who are these people they found? Yeah, and. Who did this? Yeah. And why? So I'm going to show Mallory pictures of the home. So this is the beautiful home. It looks beautiful. I want in it. In Los Feliz. And this is a picture of the blood oh stain on the driveway. Oh my God. That's a weird blood stain, right? It's like going downhill. You it's, can see okay. that the blood is it looks rushing. It's like a jellyfish. It does. So who were these people? Okay. So the man laying in the driveway was identified as 28-year-old actor Johnny Lewis. Oh my gosh. Do you recognize him? Oh my gosh. You recognize him? Oh my gosh. You know him? I'm Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. (laughs) So I'm showing Mallory some pictures of Johnny in some major roles that he played. Okay. So Johnny is most notably known for his role on Sons in Anarchy. So, sorry, Sons, Sons and of Anarchy. anarchy. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. I got Sons. a son and I'm an anarchist. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. And he played the role of Half Sack. Did you ever watch that show? No. I think I started it a long time ago and I was just like, I fucking hate shows that are male dominated with gratuitous violence that's like for nothing. Yeah. I but, never assumed it was something that was targeted to me. <laughs> but it was very popular. Um, I actually just started watching it just to see him in the role. Oh. Um, it's not for me. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> so he also played roles on the OC. He had some uh, appearances on Drake and Josh. Malcolm in the Middle and Seventh Heaven, all of which were oh, my childhood. Yes. Yep. Although Seventh Heaven was a bit problematic, but uh, anyway. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Seventh Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't the dad, like, he was like a child molester? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So the older woman who was found inside the home was no. the homeowner, 81-year-old, <laughs> 81-year-old Catherine, uh, or Kathy Davis, as she was known. Kathy was well known in Hollywood as a nurturing figure who had opened up her home to writers, artists, and actors. Pretty much any creative, she opened up her home and people could rent rooms. So she operated almost like an like an Airbnb, and her home was called the Writers Villa. It was really well known in Hollywood. 
So when a new actor would roll into Hollywood, she was like a good resource to help them find their footing. I wonder how she started doing that. That's crazy. I think it's because her daughter was a writer and she knew that her daughter like really needed that support. And so she had this huge home and I felt like she felt like she could like rent out these rooms and really help these up and coming writers. And just like she was famous for like being such a nurturing person. She made, I know. And she made homemade tamales. Like basically if you didn't get a role, she'd be, be there to like, cheer you up oh my god like it was a very relaxing therapeutic place for artists to live who would kill a woman like this i know i'm showing mallory pictures of her she's like literally the most Mm. jubilant looking woman she looks so nice um and she's holding her kitty cat whose (laughs) name is jesse it was concluded that johnny was staying at the writer's villa killed kathy and her cat and had either fell from the roof outside the home while trying to flee, or he jumped. Really? Yep. What? The tabloids were immediately all over the story. Yeah. Reports came out that during the confrontation prior to his death, he appeared to be exhibiting superhuman strength. Oh my god. This was around the time when, like, bath salts were a thing. Oh, shit. Remember? When it was the like... The guy ate a face off a of exactly. homeless man. So, yeah, I was about to say, remember the guy in Florida that attacked that couple? Yeah. And ate that guy's face? Yeah. So, rumor was that he was on some sort of designer drug that sent him oh into a violent frenzy. God. That's crazy. But... Events leading up to this brutal scene suggest something much more complicated and bizarre. What? So let's just go back to the beginning. Okay. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Yes. So the beginning, hence uh, Johnny was born. He was born. That beginning. (laughs) Yes, that beginning. So Johnny Lewis was born October 29th, 1983 in Los Angeles. He was the middle child to parents Michael and Devonna Lewis. Both were Scientologists. Oh, shit. And had reached the highest level oh, of shit. operating Thetan 8. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God. So that's what Johnny grew up with. He grew up oh, raised in the fuck. church or cult or whatever you'd like to call it. And um, his mom got him into acting. So... He appeared in some Scientology training videos, which uh, all Scientologists were required to watch. Mm-hmm. Which, like, do you know if the public has access to that? Because I would. I love... don't know. I'm not sure. I wonder if. Um, Probably I, not. I'm like really obsessed with Scientology too, <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> there's some ex-members that would have those things. I know. I'm like kind of like sketched out to even talk about Scientology because I'm afraid of like. Because it's so prominent. Well, they're scary as fuck. They will hunt you down. So congratulations. You're about to be. (laughs) Oh, no. And that's why. Oh, my God. I'll get to it in the end. Anyway. So he appeared in some Scientology training videos as an actor. And then he scored his first role at age seven in an escalator safety video, which what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Alongside a rapping raccoon. Oh, cool. (laughs) And from there, 
he appeared in many different commercials, including one for Pizza Hut. So this was in oh, the that, 90s. Was he in the Pizza Hut commercial that was the kid going to the birthday party? Dude, that is my favorite Pizza I Hut commercial. No, me too. And I was just, I was going to even bring it up. So like, this is the 90s. Pizza Hut is all the rage. Like, <laughs> if you're in a Pizza Hut commercial in the 90s, like, you're a celebrity. Yeah. Um, like, I remember Pizza Hut commercials vividly because Same. guess what generation z whatever the fuck zoomers the fuck you are they would put pizza hut commercials in the beginning of vhs tapes yeah and the one mallory just mentioned was in the beginning of land before time so- <laughs> i have a recorded vhs of that exact thing like yes. it, it's that commercial <laughs> Oh, I can't remember the other. There was a couple other commercials. Like Winn-Dixie, where the lady's like a scissor legs. Do you remember that? No, what the hell is that? Like, there was a Winn-Dixie commercial when we we taped some movie. And it was a Winn-Dixie commercial, and the lady was like clipping coupons, and she was like a scissor legs lady. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yo, DM me if you recognize that. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, Pizza Hut commercials. God damn it. Um, (laughs) P.S. Yeah. Have you had Pizza Hut recently? No. It tastes the exact same as it did when you were a kid. Oh, it's nice. damn good. I should have fucking ordered us some Pizza oh, Hut. Oh shit, personal pans? Yes. No, 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 no. Not personal pans. I used to always get personal pan pizza. I like the pan pizza, but not the personal pan because <laughs> the personal pans are just like. Well, I got a free personal pan because I did book it. And when you read a certain amount of books, you would get a free personal pan pizza. I would get them when I went to Taco Bell because it was a Taco Bell Pizza Hut combo. And I was Dude, like, yeah, when yeah. the hell did that start? That's insanity. So anyway, it tastes the exact same. And my hope is that one day Pizza Hut will sponsor our podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Pizza Hut. Oh. Well, now we have to have more stories that feature Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway that was his childhood doing lots of commercials scientology yeehaw at age 18 johnny had earned enough to venture out on his own and start his career i mentioned earlier he made appearances on shows like seventh heaven malcolm in the middle drake and josh but around 2005 he started dating oh he dated oh, no. someone you may know Oh, no. And someone my dad likes a lot. <laughs> Who's that? Katy Perry. Oh, my God. My dad has a crush on Katy Perry. Busted. <laughs> like, I told him about the story, and he's like, my Katy Perry? Oh, my God. <laughs> Your dad is a national treasure, by the way. <laughs> my dad is the best. Um, I love him. Shout out to Jonathan. Jonathan V-Man, which stands for Vodka Man. Vodka man? Why vodka man? Oh, I thought he's a beer man. He's everything man, but V-man is his alter ego. Your brother is beer man. My brother is everything man, too. Mm. We're all all just alcoholics. (laughs) Anyway, so Johnny starts dating Katy Perry in 2005, and the relationship lasted about a year, but was coined short-lived but potent. Oh, my. <laughs> they broke up so they could focus on their careers, but it's rumored that Katie's The One That Got Away, very popular song, and Circle the Drain were inspired by Johnny Lewis. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do you know those songs? You would if you heard them. 
Probably. I don't know titles is my problem. Um, the one that got away. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, right? I, I oh, can't. Shit. I can't picture it. I don't oh. know why. Okay, so it's also interesting to note that a source who is close to Katie says, quote, he was in trouble then and she couldn't help him. She could never help him and couldn't just let herself go in that direction, end quote. Mm. So that's very vague, but potentially Johnny was dealing with some sort of mental health issue during that time. And that's pure speculation on my part. Okay, so in 2008, a few years later, Johnny took his most notable role in Sons of Anarchy playing Half Sack, which is a prospect looking to join Sons of Anarchy, and he is known as Half Sack because he only has one testicle. (laughs) (laughs) Half Sack of Balls. Yes. So he appeared in the first two seasons and was killed off at the end of season two. But this is only because Johnny found himself wanting to leave the show due to its violent content. What? Yes. Who Lewis cares? was... I know, right? Like, that's a terrible decision. It's like a horrible a very decision. famous show. At its yeah. peak, you're a very main character, like... And you decide Dude. to quit. Stupid decision. And I'm sure he was getting paid. Yes, tons. And you need tons of money to stay in Scientology, so... And you need tons of money to afford the writer's villa, which is where he would move. He did not want to be associated with the show's violent content. He always saw himself as an artiste and a writer. And he didn't want this role defining him as an artist. He was constantly... Get over yourself. I know. uh, Get over yourself. That is like a mental problem. Yeah. Like he's like going through something, right? This, like, any right. actor in Hollywood would be so fucking grateful to yes. get a role like that. There is something going on. That's crazy. But he just had an inflated view of himself, I guess, maybe. He yeah. just thought well, he was better than that. He did. So he was constantly writing poems, screenplays, the beginning of two novels. <laughs> and he filled his journals with philosophical ruminations. So when he first heard about the writer's villa, it was through a photographer that was doing his headshots. And he was intrigued. He heard it was a house in the hills for creative people run by a sweet woman. And he was told that she provided tamales and, you know, was very nurturing and just, you know, it was a very like luxe place to zen out and write. That Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So in April 2009, he contacted Kathy Davis and moved into the Red Suite on the second floor. So he moved in. Yeah, it's like a a huge mansion. Okay. So there's several rooms and it's like, she uses it almost like an Airbnb for creatives. Okay. But it's super expensive. Like it's like $1,000 to $3,000 a month for a room. And it's not even, like, a place. Like, you have to share, like, the kitchen and all that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just a room. probably. So. Damn. No thanks. Well, I think they get their own bathroom, but. Oh, okay. So he immediately took to the place, and he immediately took to Kathy Davis. Like, because she's the best, apparently. 
So it was somewhere around this time that Johnny and his girlfriend at the time, Diane Gaeta, I think that's how you say it, began dating. So no Katy Perry. Katy Perry. That was like a year. So this is okay. back. That, that was in 2005 to 2006. This is 2009. Okay. Got it. Um, so he begins dating a woman. Begins. Begins. He begins dating a woman named Diane Guerra. I think that's how you say it. So Diane becomes pregnant with her daughter. Oh boy. And um, they wind up splitting up. In 2010, they decide to live together to raise the baby and try to make it work as like co-parents mm-hmm. which like what the fuck i don't see that working out very well but as one might expect it didn't work out so johnny moved back in with his parents and johnny and diane went on to have a bitter custody battle and i've read some reports that claim this was around the time johnny tried to separate himself from the church of scientology because diane was like totally against oh. that she didn't want to have anything to do with scientology yeah so that was like around the time he kind of dismissed the religion just for the sake of his custody battle mm-hmm. but it was all in vain because diane ended up winning and it was completely devastating to Johnny. So we're now at the point in his life where we're going down a downward spiral. He's lost his kids. He lost his kid. He lost his girlfriend. He apparently may have excommunicated himself from Scientology. Yeah. So he moves back in with his parents. And sometime around late October 2011... Johnny decided to go on a motorcycle ride to clear his head. He rode two hours west of Hollywood into the desert where he lost control of his Triumph motorcycle and crashed. He was taken to the hospital to treat a head injury. He did not appear to have a concussion, but the doctor recommended he get an MRI. Johnny figured he was okay and decided to go home. But after returning home, it was obvious that he was not okay oh my god oh my god God. can i tell you how many people have head injuries that i see in my job not see but hear about my job and it's it's not okay (laughs) so do they become violent yes sometimes they do sometimes they just go crazy oh my god if you have a head injury p.s fucking a go to the hospital get an mri please because it is not anything to play around with like Seriously, I will have people who got in a car accident three days before they end up coming back into the hospital. They'll be like confused and they go back into the hospital and then they fucking die. Oh my God. Like, yeah, it's not, it's just head injury. Go to the hospital, please. God. Well, you always hear about these like wrestlers and football players who yes. get these like traumatic brain injuries yep. and they become like really like they just kill themselves mm-hmm. or they like are homicidal. Kill other people. Yeah. Right. But I wonder how many people who get traumatic brain injuries are violent or that do that stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting. Anyway, so the doctor didn't see any type of head injury, but he did recommend Johnny get an MRI. But Johnny just decided to go home. And once he was home, his family started to notice a change. He was a completely different person. Oh my God. His father noticed a change almost immediately what? like 
he was acting really weird and erratic. Um, His thoughts weren't always coherent and he was very agitated. His father thought maybe he did suffer some sort of traumatic head injury and it was Mm -hmm. overlooked. So he scheduled Johnny Mm -hmm. two separate MRI appointments, but he refused to go. God damn it, Johnny. I know, it makes me so mad. His friends even noticed the weird behavior as well. In December, two months or so later, his friends reported that Johnny began speaking in a British accent. What? <laughs> when they asked him about it, he was just like, what are you talking about? Or, what, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone from me. <laughs> so yeah he's like what are you talking about and they're just like dude what the fuck red flag yeah on the morning of january 3rd 2012 so this is like two months after his accident johnny was sitting around the breakfast table with his parents eating omelets yummy Yummy. new year new me having an omelet (laughs) When he abruptly stood up and said he was going for a walk. That's cool, right? I'm going for a walk. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's fine. But you're in your pajamas, son. Yeah. You're not wearing shoes, son. So you're about to literally go out the door? Dude walks out in his PJs and no shoes. Oh, cool. Like head injury. Head injury. Devana. Where are you? Get your son's shoes. Yeah. No. He's like 27 or something, so he no. should be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. So he only gets like 15 feet from his house when he thought he heard screaming or someone in distress coming from a nearby apartment complex. Yeah. And there's an apartment complex right by their house. So he like goes to investigate. He finds the source and he breaks into the apartment. No one is there. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. No one is there. So he is standing there in the middle of this apartment and then two men come in. The two men that own the apartment. Oh shit. <laughs> and they tell him like, "Dude, get out. Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Get the fuck out of our apartment." And they're shocked and instead of leaving, he grabs a nearby Perrier bottle cuz bougie ass. <laughs> <laughs> LA peeps, LA. LA peeps be having empty Perrier bottles laying around. <laughs> and he hits them both over the head. Oh my God, bro. Like he's broken into this people's apartment. Yeah. They just ask him to leave. He hits them over the head with a Perrier Could've bottle. He's gone. So they get into a scuffle. I think some punches were thrown. Johnny gets hit or like beaten around or whatever. So the men happen to be able to restrain him and they call the police. When the police come, Johnny claimed he was acting in self-defense. But dude, but, uh, you're broken and yeah. you entered. You're broken and you entered. You be an need. You be an need, buddy. <laughs> you can't just be an e. You can't be an e and then not. You say just you can't be an e and not get the d, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah, he claimed he was acting in self-defense. But like, yo, you broke into these guys' apartment. Yeah, you be an need. You be an need, buddy. So he's charged with trespassing, burglary, and assault with a deadly weapon, a.k.a. a A Perrier Perrier bottle. bottle. (laughs) Okay. So he's put in jail 
And he remained there for eight days. Oh, wow. So during that time, he had to be moved from general population to the psych ward because he was found banging his head against the wall. And at one point... Oh, my God. (laughs) At one point, he had tried to jump over a balcony. And he was just acting completely unhinged. Yeah. So after the eight days, I don't know why it took so long, but his father was able to bail him out. And on his release, the doctor provided papers noting that it appeared that Johnny may have suffered from some sort of head injury. No fucking shit. My dog is drinking water. (laughs) Koopy. Hey, Koopy. And he also was suicidal. When he returned home with his parents, he wasn't doing so great. His face was black and blue and swollen from the altercation he had, and he refused to see his parents. He locked himself in his room and sat in the dark and became sensitive to light. So, like, he began turning off all the lights in the house. And when his parents would flip them back on, he would become agitated and turn them off. Oh, my God. Like... A psycho. Sorry, that's probably not nice, but insensitive. Insensitive. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So he eventually disabled their fuse box. Oh my god! Can you, dude? (laughs) Oh shit! I didn't show you these pictures. So he disabled the fuse box. The following weeks were a blur of self-destructive activity, including Mm. slashing his own wrists. And a suicide attempt. Oh my god. So Michael and a network of family and friends kept a close eye on him. And by the end of January, Lewis seemed more stable. And his father decided to let him live on his own in Santa Monica. <laughs> Excuse me? Michael? <laughs> Lewis? Table slapped. That? <laughs> is bs that is bs that is not good so this dude was arrested on like three charges has made suicide attempts several times yeah is exhibiting like signs of signs of trauma (laughs) of a head injury and he's like oh okay you want to live on your own yeah no problem sure do you think that's like a scientology thing like they were just like not um, I would say yes, only because parents didn't tend to raise their children um, in silent, silentology, <laughs> in Scientology. So I don't, I mean, but he's an adult by this point. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But he was living with them and he, maybe they just didn't, I mean, I don't know. Not many people are aware that you can fucking go insane from a head injury, I feel like, sometimes. So, Johnny moves out, gets his own place in Santa Monica, and as you'd expect, trouble started again immediately. Great. On February 10th, he is arrested for sucker punching a man in the face out of nowhere outside of a frozen yogurt shop. Oh, good. Exactly where you want to be sucker punched. Yeah. That's weird. Why? Out of nowhere. Just fucking (laughs) cold clocks this guy in the face. Dude. He made his 20K bail and was released. Ugh. A few days after that, he had to be hospitalized for hypothermia 
after walking fully clothed into the ocean. Oh my god. You just decided to walk fully clothed into the ocean. So many fucking red flags, man. Oh my god, bro. On February 18th, he was arrested yet again, this time for breaking into a woman's apartment in Santa Monica. Johnny claimed he thought it was his friend's place. Oh. Well, it's just, I just thought it was my friend's place. I just break into my friend's yeah, place, you know? It's yeah, fun. Break it all the time. Um, but no one believed him. So he was brought to jail and released on bail again. Because he probably had the money. And... Yeah. yeah. So after this string of arrests, P.S., I have some mug shots for you. Oh, nice. He looks the same in all <laughs> So after the string of arrests and bizarre behavior, Johnny's parents are able to convince him to see a doctor about this potential head injury. Oh, good. But the doctor found no evidence of any trauma. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, he found no evidence of any trauma and suggested that he was dealing with maybe like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. And so the doctor prescribes him medication, which he gave him Abilify and Zyprexa, which I believe are like some antipsychotic drugs used to treat those illnesses. So after he prescribes those drugs, he sends him on his way. Unfortunately, (laughs) as you'd expect, Johnny (laughs) refused to take the medication. Yeah, not surprised. And wouldn't accept any further treatment. His condition continued to get worse, and he was looking at serious jail time for his charges back in January. The trespassing, oh, yeah. the burglary, the assault with the Perrier bottle. In order to avoid sentencing, Johnny's lawyer was trying to work out a deal that he be treated in a mental health facility for a year instead of being locked up. Because yeah. Johnny is so sensitive, and he doesn't belong in jail. He's just so... Gentle and calm. Like, that's basically their argument. Uh, to be fair, I think he may have benefited from that, but no, that's not. He that's totally not the would have benefited, but like, ugh, I'm just kind of. But no, he's off. displayed not gentle and sensitive no, behavior. No, not gentle. That's not. <laughs> very violent, very yeah. like sporadic behavior. Yeah. So Johnny ended up firing his lawyer. Oh my God. And decided to represent himself. Oh, excellent idea. Thinking that Congrats. he could <laughs> thinking that he could do a better job. And this would all blow over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why people do this? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, Obviously it didn't all blow over, although it kind of did, and you'll see what I mean in a second. Oh boy. Um, he was sentenced to a year in prison. But due to overcrowding in the jail, probably because people with weed charges, they reduced his sentence down to just six weeks. Six weeks? Yeah. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know. And then the people in there for marijuana are in there for like... Yeah. Like forever. Years. Yeah. It just pisses me off. I don't know. Like this whole thing pisses me off. BS, bro. So on September 21st, 2012, after serving his puny six-week sentence, Johnny's father picks him up from prison. Johnny appeared to be at an all-time bug and low. His dad tries to convince him 
that he should stay at a mental health facility, but Johnny asks if instead he could go back to the writer's villa. Okay. The home of Kathy Davis. To pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. That's the last place where he was happy. Fuck. It was the last place he was before his custody battle. It was the last place he yeah. was before his motorcycle accident. So his father, Michael, believed this is a quiet and peaceful place. And it might be the next best thing. So he agreed. Mm-hmm. It didn't occur to him to say, quote, oh, by the way, he was having problems, end quote, he says. To the people at the writer's villa? To the article, LA Mag. Oh, to that, okay. But yeah, to Kathy. Yeah. He says, I thought this place, he was familiar with it, and they will give him a lot of love, end quote. So Kathy Davis made sure his old room would be ready and waiting for him. And Johnny would arrive at the villa after staying with his parents over the weekend. So basically, he sets up this accommodation for his son. Doesn't warn Kathy whatsoever about his son's violent fucking few months, basically. Like, he's just been on a nonstop fucking rampage Mm -hmm. so that brings us to september 26th 2012 it started out as a normal morning kathy's neighbors dan and gloria blackburn had a house painter outside working on the first floor deck of their home dan is going about his day when he noticed something odd outside of his window he sees a man with no shirt frantically pacing in the road Mm. dan had never seen this man before He was wearing just, like, pants, red shoes. He was, like, drenched in sweat. And he just, like, continued to watch him through the curtain to see what he would do next. Yeah. So this goes on for, like, 15 minutes when suddenly the man turns toward Dan's house and beelines straight for his front door. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Dan hears a knock. Oh, my God. No. And cautiously peers through the peephole. And sees no. a shirtless, sweaty man with wide blue eyes. Oh my god. Just staring back into the people as if he could see Dan. Oh my god. I'm getting chills. Fuck. So Dan Same. cautiously opens the front door and the man at the door says, Hi, I'm John. I'm your new neighbor. Okay, fuck off. Oh. Dan responds with a raised eyebrow. Hi, John. Nice to meet you. But without any further conversation the man abruptly turns and walks back into the villa and disappears oh what the fuck oh my god dan later learned that the man he met was actor johnny lewis so he you know shrugs it off and goes about his morning routine 30 minutes later dan hears his wife anxiously calling him from outside he rushes out toward the deck to find johnny the man he just met standing on top of the house painter pummeling him oh my god blow after blow after blow after blow he even has a piece of wood that he starts beating him with the painter was just laying there blood all over and he's just like trying to shield himself from this attack yeah 
So, so Dan, like, he's like, what the fuck? And he instinctively just like runs over toward Johnny, grabs him by the shoulder and yells like, stop, 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 stop. What are you doing? God. Yeah. Johnny is completely unfazed and continues his attack. Oh my God. Dan pulls him hard enough to get his attention. And Johnny turns toward Dan, just like the coldest look in his eye. Mm. And he punches him. A 70-something-year-old man punches him square in the jaw, and Dan falls to the ground. Johnny is standing over him and is completely expressionless. Oh, my God. Dan gets up and clocks Johnny in the side of the head, and it had zero effect on him. He just continues to stand there staring at him with literally no expression on his face. Oh, my God. He's not angry. He's not phased. He just has this blank, glassy look on his face. So Dan grabs a nearby lawn chair and practically breaks it over Johnny's head. He's still completely unfazed. Oh my god. He's staring blankly ahead. Goosebumps. Yeah. So Dan takes this opportunity to grab the worker, grab his wife, and the three of them like try to rush into their home so they can call for help but they tried to close the heavy wooden door but johnny had caught up and stuck his arm through the door oh my god so his arm is in the door they can't close it and they're like all three putting their weight on the door trying to frantically close the door and he will not stop he's like grabbing for them like a fucking zombie like a here's johnny moment fucking shiny such a movie and so they're all three putting all their weight and they decide to like open and fucking shut it. Like oh, four times yeah, yeah, they yeah. slam it trying to get Jesus. his arm out and he won't. It's like he doesn't feel any pain. Eventually his arm like retracts from the door. Oh my God. Dude. And they're able to call the police. So after Dan hangs up with 911, he's looking out his window and he sees Johnny sprinting down his driveway. He just like all of a sudden turns and beelines straight for the window, like right where Dan is standing. Oh my God. And then he starts running toward the villa. So he's running toward the villa and there's like a small fence, which is Dan's fence. He jumps over the fence. that It's, it's like about waist height. He jumps mm-hmm. over this fence. Then he gets to a taller fence, which is like at least eight foot high. Mm-hmm. He just fucking scales it. easily scales the, he just jumps and easily catapults himself over this the fuck? eight foot fence and then he just disappears inside of the home oh my god oh my god <laughs> a few minutes later it's not a human <laughs> so dan described it as he was like a low-key spider-man like oh my just god like yeah yeah weird. yeah um a few minutes later police arrive on the scene and that's when they made that gruesome discovery Finding oh, Dan shit. face up on the driveway and going inside and finding Kathy Davis oh in her home. Oh my god. Just a few minutes after. So I think he must have like scaled that fence. Yeah. Gone into the home, like ran up and must have like And he had time to kill the cat. Off. I think he must have done it before. Before he went and attacked. Maybe, yeah. It had to have been. Yeah, because he seemed like he was in like a... He was like pacing and like being crazy. Oh my God. This is (sighs) nuts. Ugh, it's just 
so weird because he apparently was so normal and like relaxed and like calm and gentle before. I don't know. It's just so strange. (laughs) So as I said in the beginning, the tabloids were all over the story. Police deduced that Johnny must have been on some sort of designer drug. It was the summer of bath salts, after all. (laughs) (laughs) Reports. That's what we're calling it now. So reports came out that Johnny killed his neighbor in a drug-fueled frenzy and jumped to his death while fleeing the scene. But when toxicology reports came back, Johnny had no drugs in his system. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No drugs, no alcohol. Oh my god. Not even his prescribed medications, the antipsychotics. The fuck? I don't get it. He was completely clean. And his death was ruled an accidental fall. So what do we think? Was this caused by an untreated traumatic head injury or was this result of some sort of untreated mental health issue did his history in scientology play any role in his downfall i am still stuck on head injury just because of what i do for work and i've seen many cases where you have a head injury and then three or four days later you're going crazy and then you die but it's throwing me off that they didn't find anything. Right. You know? But same with the drugs. Like, I would think, oh, yeah, this is a bath salts. Like, you know, Some eat the face of... off of somebody thing. And right. Then, uh, I don't... Oh the way God. he killed Kathy was, like, overkill. And the cat as yeah. well. Like, there yeah. was literally no motive. Yeah. And that makes me think drugs, too. But, like... Oh my God. So my theory is that like being raised in Scientology, from what I know, they don't really recognize mental health issues no, at all, and they do not condone like being medicated or treated for mental health issues. Right. I don't even want to say this because his father is still alive, and I'm sure he's like grieving his son. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know the type of person that goes into Scientology and is sane, because it's crazy it's to crazy. me. And to raise a kid in Scientology, just from the source that knew Katy Perry, he was suffering then. Like, maybe he was always suffering. I mm-hmm. watched a few episodes of Sons of Anarchy, and he seems to be a little off. But that just might be his character. I don't know. And he had all these problems, but his family, like, they did try to get him help, but they did, like, he should have been fucking committed or what's it called sectioned yeah yeah, yeah, he was committing violent acts yeah exactly the doctors didn't discover any sort of head injury i mean i think he may have been suffering from some sort of like bipolar mania or like a schizophrenia or and he just had a manic episode he wasn't treated mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he was having maybe some sort of delusions um, or, you know, it could be a combination of It could be. Those. <laughs> but the thing that I've noticed from trying to find out more about this case is that there's so much sympathy for him and his family. Oh. Like, oh, it's such a tragedy. He was such a great guy. He was such a great actor. He died too soon. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, he was violent. For, yeah. He, he had committed several crimes. There were so many warning signs. 
Why didn't he That's get the help? Like unbelievable. It's, he killed a gentle human being and their mm-hmm. their pet, and then eventually like fell to his death or died. I don't know, but that's kind of the thing that happens though when famous people die. I know is you know, but no get... one is saying like anything about Kathy. It's all yeah, about where's the sympathy for Kathy? Kathy, right. and where's the sympathy for Jesse? Yeah, for Jesse. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Oh my God. That is crazy. I told you it's like unsatisfying for me because I don't know why. Yeah. And no one knows why. Oh, and I didn't even mention he had apparently reached clear status by age 16. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. And his parents were like OT8. And then after Johnny's death, his mom ends up passing away due to some form of cancer i can't remember but michael lewis he goes on to reach several more levels and he does this thing he pays for this thing where you like run around a pole do you know about that it's like Mm -mm. something where you run around a pole until you have a revelation and then like you don't eat and sleep it's like so strange (laughs) excuse me what i just don't understand how this is something that people do like scientology is insane Oh, I forgot to mention that the cult that I did had tax-exempt status. Scientology also has tax-exempt status. just wrong, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. Because it's not... A, a, they're listed as, like, public charities is how they're listed, I believe. And what the hell are you doing for the community? Nothing. Nothing. You're abusing the people that are within your ranks and doing absolutely nothing scientology claims to do stuff for the community i'm sure they do like random mm-hmm. things here and there but they the damage they do is far worse they apparently have like a narc yes narconon yeah and i think there had been reports that johnny was a part of that in 2004 anyway after his death you know he has his daughter yeah and his ex-girlfriend and you know they had that custody battle or whatever but like he still owes child support so diane ends up going into court with michael to get you know some of his estate and michael from what i read had completely like denied that he even had a kid oh my god and he didn't even have like that much money to like even give anyway but oh god I don't remember the result of it, but like... I wonder if he was in the Sea Org or if he was a regular parishioner in Scientology. Mm, I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable to even talk about, and I don't want to like... Because everyone that talked about this was just like so... I don't want to down Scientology, but like... Like yeah, everyone well, was just like tiptoeing around it. It just makes me feel weird, but... Fuck Scientology. Hardcore. It's so <laughs> fucked up. It's really fucked up. We'll have Since to we've do, already said this, we should just do an episode. Yes, we should do a whole episode on Scientology. Because we're already screwed anyway. Uh, anyway, that's my story. That of was really good. Johnny Lewis. That was really good. Cool. I enjoyed that one. Nice. That was crazy. I noticed it. I, I should shout out my sources as well. Um, obviously, I already shouted out the main man in the beginning. Our boy, Billy Jensen, um, wrote the LA Mag um, article that I I pulled a lot of information from and their podcast, The First Degree. And then also the way I found this story was from the YouTube channel, Mr. Ballin, which Mm. is an amazing YouTube channel where this 
very attractive man tells <laughs> very well told stories anyway he tells like all sorts of stories very creepy very dark um big fan so thank you sources for giving me all the info and um that's nice. my tale wow we did it we did it and we are only two hours and 11 minutes that's not too bad that's not too bad if we edit down yeah so thank you for listening yeah. to our dark tales of craziness Crazy tales of insanity and rabbit holes and i'm sorry if i slurred my words i had a beer and a drink so i'm sorry yeah we drank a little bit just a little bit but not too much you know because we're adult ladies and we have to <laughs> wake up in the morning you adult know women <laughs> <laughs> I have a baby sleeping, so I have to be fully cognizant of the baby. That's true. (laughs) And not be hungover in the morning. And I've got a whiz pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. So I think we should probably say farewell. Thanks for listening to Rabbit Hole Happy Hour. Was I supposed to say it with you? Rabbit Hole Happy Hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us on Instagram at rabbit hole happy hour. And if you have any suggestions for future rabbit holes, we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at rabbit hole happy hour at gmail.com.